Let me ask you a question if you're a person born with female anatomy. What day of your cycle are you on? It's an important question and one that we don't pay much attention to unless the shedding is imminent or missing completely. What if I told you that there's power in your menstrual cycle all month long? Intrigued? Lucy Peach, author of The Period Queen, is a period preacher blowing the lid off shame and empowering people to have their best period ever. In this series, Lucy will guide us through how to life hack our cycles for creativity, productivity, connection and self-love. So we're going to start at the beginning today, Lucy, and if you believe in fate, I happen Mm. to be on day one of my cycle. So I can start at the beginning with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, firstly, congratulations. Um, Welcome back to your bleed and your body and how are you? How, how are you feeling today? Yeah, look, a little bit stuffy and um, definitely slower than usual. Mm. But, you know, I think that that's okay. It is what it is. And I have learnt over the years to be gentle with myself. So, mm. yeah, 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 definitely. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It certainly is. So this is <laughs> what you call the dream phase. So talk us through what that looks like. Yeah, so I think, you know, I'm not suggesting that just because you have your period that you need to spend all week on a couch in a onesie meditating and, you know, navel gazing, <laughs> although that does sound quite good. It sounds beautiful, um, yeah. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Maybe I am suggesting that. I feel like a lot of what I do is just tell people to have baths and naps and, you know, be kind <laughs> to themselves. Sounds um, good to me. <laughs> it does, Yeah. I think, you know, and overall as a culture, we're really coming around to the idea that rest and recovery is so important and that, you know, if we want to reach those highs and we want to, um, you know, really be productive and do all of the things that give us value in society, um, we we just can't do it without rest. And th- and this is just the ultimate time to really drop into that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, yeah, when you think about what you're actually doing, you know, you're, you're letting go. You've, you've made this beautiful lining, you know, this nest inside of your womb that, you know, was preparing to nurture life and your body's decided in its wisdom to let it go. And it is a real time of letting go. And I think, you know, as you said, if you can be gentle with yourself and you can um, just really honour that and, kind of be where you are, then it's much easier than fighting it, you know, and trying to sort of be somewhere where you're not. Yeah. And, you know, when you're letting go physically, it's a really good time to just check in and see what you want to let go of emotionally, you know, to really look back over the month that you've had and to think about what you want to hold on to and what you want to let go of and... Yeah. how you want the next month to be different and, you know, this is a bit of a crude analogy but I always think about, you know, if you had, if you were a business and you had $200,000 to spend on a project, you wouldn't just go and throw the money somewhere. You'd really stop and think about where you want to put that and that's kind mm. of the same with your, with your energy. 
and um, it's yeah. just I think we're so um, we kind of had this time in the eighties and the nineties where just because I'm bleeding, I can still do anything and I can wear white pants and do cartwheels. And, <laughs> and so then we kind of felt like we have to. And I mean, you can still wear white pants and do cartwheels, especially if you've had a nap first and maybe, <laughs> you know, a warm drink and you're well rested. But um, yeah, I think just to really honour that slowness and, and to, um, to be there is, is really precious. Absolutely. So what's happening in our body? So we're, we're shedding the lining. What's happening mm. hormonally? So hormonally, you, you, you flatlined. You know, the, the hormones that we talked about last week with the estrogen and the progesterone, they've come to um, their conclusion for that cycle. And that drop in hormones is what um, causes you to begin the next cycle and to... Um, to lose that lining, so yeah. you're really sort of starting from from scratch again. And if you know you don't have as much energy, then that's why, and um, it's not going to last forever. And it's obviously, you know, even throughout the dream phase, throughout your period, your feelings change. It's not a static um, sort of phase. And um, you know, generally those first few days, you're a little bit more tender, and you've got lots of inflammatory proteins um, flying around that are causing the lining to, to rupture and come away. Yeah. And they can sometimes make you feel a bit achy and sore. And then generally um, as the days progress, your bleed gets lighter. And, and while this is all happening, you, your eggs are sort of starting to twitch, getting ready to go for another round. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm just really aware that what we're talking about now is kind of um, – like a bog standard period, you know, and there are plenty of things that can yeah. impact your cycle um, that we're sort of not really don't have time to address. But um, I guess my hope is that in talking about, you know, just the, the bare basics that yeah. everyone feels more um, able to talk about their own experiences, you know, because we're all so different. So in the dream phase, uh, what are the important things that we need to do to honour our bodies? Rest is obviously key, um, yeah, yeah, and um, and a bit of self care and some reflection, um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it is that time, I guess, to just be a little bit gentle with ourselves. Yeah, and I guess you know one of the other things that um, it's a good opportunity for is that you know it really asks of you that you um, are pretty honest with how you're feeling and what you need and um, and it's a good time to ask for help you know I think it's it's sort of um, ingrained in us that we need to be everything to everybody all of the time and we can't show weakness but you know to anyone listening I would really encourage you to just sort of practice saying to someone you know when they say how are you or what's going on for you uh, yeah I'm day two and actually I'm really tired or I need this or I need that um, and giving other people the opportunity to, to step in and care for you because, yeah, without sort of communicating those things, people can't support you, you know. And That's it, yeah. I think we're all at different points in the cycle um, all the time. And, you know, if I'm day 10 and I'm firing in all cylinders and you're day one, then it makes sense that I can say, oh, okay, well, you're day one. Let me get that for you. Let me get this. And, 
because I know that when it comes to my turn, that then you know there'll there'll be that available for me too. So yeah. saying saying what you need, saying what you need. This is a really good time to to say what you need and ask for help. Yeah, and really. Um, yeah, and I guess in terms of our our romantic partners as well, making them aware. Uh, of mm. of where we're at in our cycle, not just when we have our period and if that's how you play it, all bets are off for the week, but actually communicating what that means and what that looks like for you as an individual that, yeah, you are a little bit softer, you are a little bit slower, you do need some help with some things. I'm sure that that information is actually um, a handy insight for uh, partners to have as well in terms of being Absolutely. able to understand where we're at. Absolutely. Mm. And, you know, I think there are times when you're going to have more energy and where you might be more emotionally available. Um, and, you know, there are times when you need more from your partner and, and this may be one of them. And so if it is, then having that dialogue and being able to say, you know, where you are and what you need is just really powerful. And I think most men that I've encountered, in fact, Honestly, 99.999, they really want to have this understanding as well and they really want to be part of um, the solution because I think we all know that, you know, the way we've treated the, the menstrual part of the cycle in particular um, has been um, pretty unkind for a yeah. really long time. Mm. And men who are in relationships with women that have periods, you know, if they, they love you and they care about you, then... Of course, they want to. They they will want to understand more about what makes you who you are and how they can better support you. And and actually, it's it's good for them because you know then they know when to ask for help or when to offer help. You know, and and you can get yeah, a really lean into that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love this chat on the dream phase, Lucy. And uh, what are we going to be looking at next week? So we're so, yeah. So next week we've got rising estrogen, which is already starting to rise by the time that your your bleed is sort of um, on the way out. And now we're really coming out of that sort of dreamy cave, and we're really ready to hit the ground running um, and and get into the do phase. As luck would have it, last week I was on day one, so I was in my dream phase. So, Lucy, where am I at now that I've finished my period? So now you're getting ready to ovulate. Um, And, yeah, this is typically a much more energetic time. It's the longest phase of the cycle. It's where there's sort of the most rubber room. Right. Um, And now, yeah, you're getting ready to lay an egg. So you've got rising estrogen you're coming up to a little shot of testosterone. Um, yeah, this is, you know, provided you get enough rest in, in the dream phase yep. because, yeah, I think it's, it's really interesting to sort of track your cycle and to notice how your energy now in the do phase is impacted by how much you rest 
when you've got a period. So yeah. your dream phase, if you do your dream phase well, you're setting yourself up for a good do phase. It's, yeah, yeah, I really. get it. Because if you're trying to do too much in the dream yeah. phase, you're depleted coming into this next bit, aren't you? Exactly, mm. exactly. Okay. Yeah. So let's have a look at what the do phase looks like. We've talked about the hormones. So um, our bodies are flooding with estrogen um, and energy is up, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Mm. And so, you know, physically, um, you know, you just sort of um, – I mean, one thing about estrogen is, is what's known as an anabolic right. hormone. So it, it builds muscle. So, you know, if you're into fitness, this is a really good time to just be um, challenging yourself a little bit and to be really kind of um, just in your body and, you know, just getting large because this is the time of the month where, you know, if you're wanting to get a personal best or you're wanting to kind of lift more or whatever it is that you do to exercise, this is, you know, this is really the time to um, explore that and feel how strong you are. That's kind of what's going on in your body. And, you know, mentally you can just feel like um, you're more easily able to make decisions and, you know, think faster and talk faster and walk faster. Everyone else around you is kind of like, you know, talking like they're underwater, it can be a little bit frustrating at this time of the month if you're just, um, you know, having to feel like you've got to keep up with everyone else because, you know, you've got to really remind yourself that, well, I do anyway, that my partner and my son in particular aren't, you know, peaking on the power of estrogen um, (laughs) like I am, you know. So, yeah, you really just kind of, you just, yeah. You're just on fire, basically, and yeah. um, they should have got you onto the Olympic team. <laughs> you know, to give to give the female athletes this information. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's a thing. It it is something that happens. Um, you know, um, with it's not as widely talked about, um, but it's definitely becoming more and more popular. Um, Dawn Scott, who was the coach of the American women's soccer team who won the World Cup a couple of years ago. She was sort of a real pioneer in publicly proclaiming that cycle tracking is what gave them the edge to win the World Cup. Yeah. Um, And there's a really great video of Rose Lavelle winning the game-winning goal. Um, And I remember reading an article that said, you know, Rose Lavelle won the game-winning goal in spite of being premenstrual and she got her period the next day. (laughs) <laughs> I just thought, no, she did not win that in spite of being premenstrual. She won that because she was premenstrual. She was absolutely channeling yep. the fury and the fire and she just looks so fierce. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. So what sort of things should we be doing in the do phase? Um, is that where we sort of kick kick the goals of the uh, – I guess smashing through the to-do list. I guess that's, um, ta- you know, yeah, tackling I mean, the big productive projects. Yeah, I think it's it's really you know if you've had a bit of time during your period in the dream phase to really think about what you want this month to look like and what your kind of hero goals are, then this is the time to really just mobilise and and get things done and. Um, I think to really enjoy that sort of singular focus that can come, you know, when you're feeling a bit more sort of determined 
something I say to when I'm speaking to younger people, you know, if you are in the do phase and you get a project or you get something at school that you need to do, don't procrastinate. This is the time to just just get it done, you mm. know. Um, and it's a good time to make decisions, I think, if you've sort of really reflected on something during your period and then you kind of pop out and you think, yeah, that's what I should do about that thing, then don't doubt that because I think that's a really powerful insight when you kind of, um, you know, you've, you've reflected and you've rested and now you get that rise in energy and that natural impulse to go and get something done. It's, yeah, don't, don't hamstring that, that dream. That's kind of like just let it, let it go. And, you know, a really common question um, is, yeah, but what if I get to day six or day seven and I actually don't feel like doing at all? Um, then I think it's really important to just remember that it's never too late to have a rest and it's never too late to kind of um, make up for any pushing that you might have done during Mm. your period, you know, because we're not robots and the world isn't, you know, um, completely aligned to our cycles and sometimes you don't get the ultimate set up and, you know, it's, um, it's really just important to be kind to yourself as always because if you didn't, you know, quite get the period that you wanted, then maybe you're not feeling as energetic now and it's, it's okay to just kind of, yeah, ret- retrospectively give a bit more of that rest to yourself and to be patient. And, um, you know, another way of looking at the phases is as though they are um, the seasons, you know, yeah. the changes in the seasons and that's um, – an idea that was championed um, in a book called Wild Power by um, Alexandra Pope um, and Shani Hugo Wurlitzer, who are the authors. And Alexandra was the you know first person to sort of make that connection with with the seasons. And yeah. so, if we're in the do phase, we're getting ready to ovulate. It's like we're in spring. Yes. And um, and sometimes you know spring comes along with a burst, and there's just you know, daffodils everywhere and the sun's shining and it's, it's all go. And other times it's like, you know, there's one little daffodil trying to push its head out and <laughs> feel a bit rainy and yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know. Yeah. And, and every cycle is different, you know. I think it's, it's so important to track because, you know, once you've really kept a, kept a note of, of what your cycle looks like over a few months, then you can see the patterns. You can, you can see that actually, oh, well, actually I really, I, I don't, I don't start my do phase until day eight, you know. Yeah. I, I'm a slow starter or actually it's like day four, day five, you know, particularly if you've got a slower cycle. So yeah. it's kind of all well and good to talk about, you know, the days and the cycle, the phase lengths and the transitions. But um, And that's what I sort of go into in the book. But it's only really in tracking your own cycle that you'll start to get that information about your particular pattern, you know, because everyone – experiences the phases differently and and some people you know they just love the do phase it's like oh yeah this is the real me this is where I fly this is you know yep um this is where it's at you know we're very rewarded for this phase so it's quite tempting to feel like um you know this is where you should be all the time time. yeah that would be quite exhausting I bet you it would be (laughs) yeah Mm. (laughs) 
I love that. I love it. Yeah. So this is the spring of our cycle, and uh, and the the time to get busy, and the time that we can put these dreams that we had in the in the quieter time into action. And so you were saying that this is sort of. I mean, as you as you just explained, everyone is different. But you said this mm. is sort of the longest uh, bit of your cycle. So generally, what what sort of day are we looking at? Um, in terms so of yeah, when it starts, when it finishes. So you've got, um, uh, you know, a 30-day cycle, you will ovulate later than someone with a 27 or a 28-day yes. cycle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we always talk about ovulating on day 14, which is, you know, maybe true if you've got a 28-day cycle, but, um, yeah, it's that's why, you know, again, tracking is really important. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I go into this in the book around, um, you know, using your temperature to find out um, when you've ovulated. Because once you ovulate, then you're moving into the, the give phase. Yeah. Um, but you only ever know that you've ovulated the day after you've ovulated. Right. So, okay. So it's kind of like, yeah, you, you, you um, then you can predict when you, when you think you might be, um, uh, going to ovulate, you know, there's also other changes like your, you know, the position of your cervix and your um, cervical fluids and things. Um, yep. But, yeah, generally um, this is the longest part of the cycle and um, the transition that a lot of people kind of um, take a bit longer to get across because um, it's not as obvious as, you know, when you're getting a period, for instance. Yeah. Does that uh, answer your question? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is it is very much a how long is a piece of string question. Um, because yeah, everyone's everyone's um different. But yeah, just um like getting And even from month to month, you know, for instance, this cycle, um, you know, I kept checking my temperature in the morning, um, and it was still low, you know, because it goes up once you have ovulated. And generally I ovulated about day sixteen. Yeah, because I have a sort of 30, 31 day cycle. Yeah, um, and um, and I didn't ovulate until day seventeen, which which I knew because um, my temperature was up on day eighteen. Right. So yeah, so for me, you know, the do phase is kind of day six, day seven until day sixteen. So yeah, yep. like I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, you really have to listen to your body to work out when yours is. Next week, I really cannot wait to dive in to the next two phases of our menstrual cycle and how we can hack those for productivity, connection, and loads more. I'm getting so much out of this series. I can't wait to dive further into this next week with the amazing Lucy Peach on the Vagina Dialogues.